Folks, before we start the show, I want to talk to you about a massive NFT charity drop this Thursday, May 6th to help combat world hunger. This episode is airing on Wednesday, May 5th. So tomorrow on Thursday, May 6th, we have Dole Sunshine Company. Yes, it's the Dole you're thinking of, the largest producer of fruits and vegetables in the world. That is the company. And they are teaming up with hungry artist David Detuna for this limited edition NFT drop for charity. They will be dropping five NFTs to raise money and bring awareness to their Sunshine for All mission, which aims to increase worldwide access to good nutrition, reduce food waste, and reduce plastics in packaging, and much more. Four NFTs will be available for purchase, and one will be auctioned off. All proceeds will go to the Boys and Girls Club, which is a top-notch national charitable organization of local chapters, which provides voluntary after-school programs for young people. This is all taking place on Thursday, May 6th, 2021 at 12.30 Eastern Time, 3.30 Pacific. Again, that is 12.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. This is happening on rarible.com. If you want to learn more about this, check out Dole's Twitter, which is at Dole Sunshine. Again, that is at Dole Sunshine. Pop over to their Twitter. You will find all of the details and updates that you need. It would be great to spread the word on this. This is an incredible cause, and we are extremely grateful to have the opportunity to partner with them. Dole, great job. David DeTuna, you're the man. Appreciate you guys jumping on. And now, let's go on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited to have today's guest on the show. This lady is tearing up Twitter, absolutely tearing it up, and has quickly become a queen of the cryptoverse. Present day, she's the head of communications for Lolly, the world's leading Bitcoin shopping rewards company, who's fresh off a $5 million raise. She's a big fan of the Philadelphia Eagle, yikes, and everything journalism related. In her spare time, you can catch her stacking sats and playing her guitar. Born in Walter White's hometown of New Mexico, present day, she's buzzing around New York City, the Big Apple. I'm very pleased to welcome to the Crypto News Podcast, Aubrey Strobel. Aubrey, welcome to the show. That was quite an intro. Thank you for having me on the show. Very happy to finally have you on. I guess we should give our guests a little bit of a summary of how big of a shit show this has been. We first tried to connect a month <laughs> ago when you were back in LA at uh, at, <laughs> at a famous studio. and. Yeah never really worked. Um, and we just tried again, should hit the fan again, but we're finally up and buzzing. Yeah, I know. We, it was like back to back. I was in LA and it didn't, it just like did not work out. I had the prime set up for it too. Great lighting, all that stuff, but it's, and then we tried the other studio, but it's fine now. And then even today we had a hiccup. So I think, I think it's on you guys, but apparently I'm the only one with the connection difficulties. So it's, I guess it's my fault. Well, we have know. we have recorded over a dozen pods so far, and this is only an obvious. I'm problem. the only one. Okay. What can you do? You went somewhere. Um, another another funny thing that we have to talk about now. When we were in our recording studio, it shows the guest audio setup, and it shows my audio setup. Shout out, share microphone. Shout out, focus right mixing solution. Aubrey, can you please tell the guests the name of your AirPods? Okay. Let me just back this up by saying my AirPods are named this because when I was a younger person, I thought it would be funny for Siri to say like, you know, Queen Aubrey instead of Aubrey because it just sounded fun. And I was like a kid when I did that. 
I don't have a kid, like just in college. I don't really know what I was doing. Anyway, and so I guess my AirPods say Queen Aubrey, which is super embarrassing <laughs> for the all intended purposes of doing podcasts. So great learnings. I'm going to change that now. Thank you. <laughs> that is, yeah, that was hilarious. I actually have a buddy who made his Uber name Daddy. So every time he gets in an Uber, the Uber no. driver looks back and goes, Daddy? And he's like, you got it. Yeah, he's a bit of a sick Oh my God. Craziness. Well, <laughs> good to finally have you on. Um, really excited yeah. to have this. I want to jump right in before we get into Lolly and congratulations on what you guys have done. The $5 million raise, absolutely tearing it up right now. Um, love the, you know, the, the company's mission of, of allowing people, uh, of giving them a platform and, and getting the general public um, to to really choose Lolly as their first Bitcoin wallet. But before we get into that, I want to jump right yeah. into Twitter. You've been absolutely tearing up Twitter. Like you, you like you even had, you had a funny tweet today about, oh, it's happy Friday, even though it's a Thursday. We're recording on Thursday the 29th. You're all over Twitter. Like what, what's the secret sauce there? How do you do it? Uh, Twitter's interesting because like you can be really um, funny and basically shitpost all the time or you can put some really intellectual articles out there and stuff. And I, I try to do like a mix of all of that and just put out whatever I feel there. You know, it, it's hard to like nail it down. Most people who are successful on Twitter probably have some sort of specialty that they're doing. So obviously talking about Bitcoin, crypto, you know, like DeFi, anything um, on Twitter does well. But I think a lot of this stuff I just do, to be honest, is just pure comedy which is what the Lolly account is too, and my account. And I just like to make jokes. And then sometimes I go too far though. I'm like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't send this because people are going to think it's real. People just think they take everything so seriously. And I'm very much not, I'm a, I can be a very serious person, but most of the time on Twitter, I'm just kidding. And people don't get that. And so anyway, so there are some just like, just observations that I make and I put them out there in a funny way and they seem to do well, but I think that's kind of the sauce. <laughs> speaking speaking of the observation, when and for our guests, if you go to Aubrey's Twitter profile, her link in her bio is theobservation.com. <laughs> now it's spelt like Aubrey's name, A-U-B instead of O-B, it's A-U-B Zervation. When's that going live? Well, when are you gonna make that happen? Oh, this is a tough one because I I have big plans for the observation. I have a lot of hot takes that I feel like I would just rip through and it would be, it would be like, it would be like Twitter, but on drugs. It would be like, not, uh, not like me on drugs, but like the, the takes would be that crazy. Like, I feel like I have a lot of takes. I just keep, you know, sifted down because if I put them on Twitter, the thing with Twitter is that people can't understand the, um, inflection or how you meant it or the sarcasm. They can't hear that. So a lot of times I don't put my like flame and hot takes out there, but if I had a podcast, I mean, it would be dangerous, I think. So I need to figure out when the timeline is for that. But right now I'm just focused on like Lolly TV. I host that show once a week. So it would be another show on my plate. But there's a lot of interesting people that I would love to talk to and have on. So um, I think it would be really cool once, once I finally get it off the ground. We only have 600 followers though, with no promotion really on the observation. But if you are so inclined, go follow it people listening to the podcast and maybe so, if we get to a thousand like i'll i'll launch it okay you, right. you heard it we're gonna post this by the way so you heard it <laughs> you heard it here first folks if we get the observation to a thousand followers get it to four digits aubrey will go live 
And that will happen probably once we air this, which will be next week. So when this airs, you are going to have to get a podcast buzzing. Give me, your, <laughs> give me your top three guests. Ooh, I've actually promised some people slots already. I told Kobe he could come on first. He's <laughs> like, I would. He said he wanted to come on first. Um, I probably would bring in some mainstream people who are into crypto that are not like just straight up crypto people. Um, probably some influencers, but I. I don't know. I think people are going to have to fight for those, those the second and third episodes, like make people work for it. You know, so it's just going to be a great show. That's awesome. You can just hand these out. Well, like I said, folks, you heard it here. The observation is going live in early May. Let's, let's jump over to your journey into the crypto space. Now, born in New Mexico, I've never been to New Mexico. I don't think a lot of people have, excuse my ignorance if that's incorrect, but to my knowledge, it's, it's, you know, maybe not the most tourist-friendly town. Uh, I know the Breaking Bad really put it on the map. Um, but tell me more about your journey and starting journey journalism, no pun intended, your journalism journey from New Mexico all the way to New York City and then getting into crypto. Yeah, so I grew up, I have like a very untraditional upbringing. I grew up in um, on the Navajo Reservation for the first few years of my life and then moved to, um, and that was in Northern Arizona. I was born in Gallup, New Mexico, which is like right off the reservation, mostly because my parents, if you're, you're not Navajo, you can't be born on the reservation. So they make you like leave the reservation and I'm not Navajo. I just, my parents were teaching up there. So um, then we moved down to Arizona. I grew up there, lived most of my life in the Southwest. And then I, yeah, I uh, went to school in New, Mex- New Mexico State, got into journalism, and I really wanted to be a broadcast journalist. It was a passion of mine, but this was before like 2016, the 2016 election cycle. And I just felt like the news was a little bit more quality back before uh, the, the like Trump election. Um, it just became more like entertainment based. And a lot of the news cycle on Twitter was about like getting the story out first. And um, this is on both sides, like very like just it was just kind of nuts. And I was like, not sure if I want to be a part of that. Um, and I sort of pivoted to try to uh, PR for a bit, even though I still wanted to do broadcast for a long time and ended up working for a crypto PR firm called Waxman for about two and a half years, eventually after working for a few other PR firms. And I really got, just got into the crypto space and I was like, I'm going to stay here. I really like growing with an industry and, also working on these projects, even though a lot of them were like ICO shills. Let's be honest. There was like, this is back in 2017, like the worst projects. Like I don't even want to claim association with, but um, it, the technology was really interesting to me. And I really believed in Bitcoin um, early on. And yeah, I just, I kind of stayed and uh, got introduced to Alex, the CEO of Lolly, through a friend that was working at Barstool and was like, hey, you should talk to my friend. They're really building something great here. And I basically just, he put me on a text thread with Alex and I was like, all right, I'll just talk to this guy. I had no idea I would be here today when it ended up this way, but I'm really glad I did. I, I want to touch on Alex. He, again, I, I've only seen him from Twitter and the various yeah. interviews. Uh, we'll also, we'll get into the CNN interview a couple of days ago, which was huge, by the way. Congrats on that. But Thank I want to learn more about Alex. Every, everyone on Twitter just absolutely pumps his tires. And I, I believe it's a deserved tire pump, but like, seems like he is on the fast track to becoming one of these world-class CEOs. Alex has a unique skill set that I have not seen with a lot of people. And he's just really attuned to culture and what is happening in the world. 
sometimes even better than I am and which I feel like I'm really on it. And he sometimes just like comes out with these um, unique perspectives and really understands how to market Molly really well. And, and that's why I think it's been successful. And I think he just sees things differently and which was always really like an attractive reason to co work for this company. So, I mean, he's, he's amazing, like really great to work for. I, it's, I, I like, I'm so lucky that like my job is genuinely a blast to do and I'm really happy at my company. So, I mean, this is all a testament to Alex. He just picks a good team. Like everyone I work with is amazing. I have no problems with anyone. And you, it's rare to find that, you know, sometimes you like work in companies and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to work with these people. But like Lolly is a blast. Everyone is good friends and is a great, you know, worker. So it's, it's a great time. Nice. Is your is your office back up and running in, in NYC? It is not. We were at um, so I'm filming from my you know apartment as, as we speak, but I'm going to be moving to hopefully a larger space in the next month or so. Um, yeah, we were on uh, in Midtown, and those days are gone. Most people are like our other like half of our team is in North Carolina, so the all the engineers and everyone they've been working remotely basically the whole time. They kind of just work from their house, but actually. I'm the only Lolly employee in Manhattan. There's one in Brooklyn, and that's it. So, wow, interesting. I don't know. It's just the last one in New York. It feels like I am. Le- what is the movie with Will Smith? I am Legend. Yeah, that's basically me. Um, really dramatic, but for Lolly. Solo and Lolly. Tell me a little bit more about NYC. Is it back to the, like the pre-COVID buzzing levels, or, or is it still? <sighs> how's the livelihood? Yeah, I mean. I feel like if they're the city's roaring, like you can hear this collective roar on the weekends. Like people are just so excited to be out and the restaurants are coming back and it's going to be, it's going to be back. And I've been this way the whole time. I've been long NYC when everyone was folding and packing up their bags and going to Miami. I was here like struggling and suffering through it all because I'm just, I, I'm like long-term, you know, just like I am with all my positions and holdings. Like I just, I see everything long-term. I was like, there's no way New York city's not coming back. I don't, I don't care like what you say. And I live downtown close to sort of the uh, 9-11, you know, ground zero uh, memorial. And if we came back after that, like the city, the city rebuilds, it does not get, you know, give up. It gets back together people go to work and it will be back. Um, I do think people will be working from home though. Like, you know, that option now that it's been successful, there's no way you can like shut people back in offices. So I think it's going to be like, obviously the, you know, the Goldman Sachs and some of these like, you know, banks are going to make people go in. But if you don't have to go to work, I don't think, I don't think it'll be optional for people. I don't know what you think. No, (laughs) I I completely agree. I've been to New York a couple of times and it's like, you know, New York's New York for a reason. There's no other city like it on the planet. And exactly better than LA. And I want to just put it out there. New York city is better than LA after visiting LA. And I just want to make that statement publicly here on your show. Okay. You got it. You got to give a little (laughs) description that you can't just throw out a hot take and not back it up. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with uh, LA per se, but I think it's just like, it's kind of like a shittier. (laughs) Like I think, I think DC and LA are the same city sort of everyone is power chasing and like trying to grow themselves and they're like clout chasing and uh, all these things. But LA is just a little bit more vain. Whereas DC is like a little bit more secretive. Like they don't uh, with their operatives and LA is just kind of shallower version of DC. Um, But 
that being said, Malibu and like this, like, you know, little areas around it are beautiful. I think there was a really, like, there was a lot of nice people. I just think no one works out there. Like no one gets up and works. Um, whereas people like work in New York and there's something romantic and beautiful about that. Uh, work hard, play hard, haul and ass. Um, <laughs> also, that's going to make a great headline. Oh, you've oh, just like, been, you've yeah. been a headline queen. I love this. A um, couple more couple more geo topics, and then we will get right into Lolly, the bread and butter of this convo. Okay, yes. Um, NYC Bitcoin scene. What's that like? So there used to be meetups, um, obviously before the pandemic, and people were trying to get things together last summer at the end, you know, Mike Dudas would have like meetups and stuff like that um, just with people on Twitter, but it's sort of like fallen away. I want to bring it back. And um, actually we kind of have, like I hang out with Cody um, Vargas, who's like a marketer um, on Twitter and like Brad Mitchelson, but who just left New York. That, that sucks. We huge owl, but we would like, and then like Marin, we get together like once a week and drink usually and just yeah. talk about crypto, but it's not like, it's not really like crypto themed. It's just like our friends hanging out. So everyone that we sort of know. And then, you know, I have like my friend Marguerite, coin artist. Um, she's moving back. Um, my friend Maddie in the crypto space. Like we have I like a few friends and they're all like crypto related. So fun actually to like hang out, especially during the bull market. But like in terms of meetups and like groups and stuff, I don't think they've like, I don't think anyone can do it yet because of the capacity for tables and restaurants in New York. So I think we're a little further away from that. In my mind, I just picture like, again, obviously it's COVID, so it's not a clear picture, but in my mind, I just picture like you and the rest of the NYC Bitcoin and crypto scene, just literally getting up to no good on like a roof, beautiful rooftop patio with like Manhattan skyline in the background, (laughs) like just, I don't know, dummying marks. It's so accurate. Yeah. I I don't know. It's so accurate. That's, that's, no, that's, that is, that is what it is. It is. It's so fun. Everyone like I've, I found such a good group of people in New York and I didn't even realize that all these people lived here. We kind of just started talking to each other. We're like, where do you live? Where do you live? And now we just get together all the time and there's not much to do, but drink. So apology, you know, I feel like I put out some like late night tweets where I'm like, I love my life or whatever. And it's just like me hanging out with like my crew again or like, Something like that. Anyway, it's a good time. And if you're in New York, I welcome you to, you know, hit us up and we'll go out again, do a rooftop drink. Love to hear that. And looking forward to that. Let's move forward to the bread and butter of the pod. And that is Lolly. Before we get into Lolly, tell me more about the name. It's a five letter name, makes a great domain. Tell like why Lolly of all of, of all names? Why Lolly? Yeah, that was Alex. Um, so lolly, you know, is a reward, like an incentive. You want a lollipop. And so when Alex was a kid, he would go to the bank with his father. And basically he felt like when you would go to the bank, you would get that reward. And the only thing missing from the Bitcoin, you know, story is that there's no like extra treat at the end. So even though Bitcoin itself is a reward, just to own and have there is no like you know it was just like a cute play on words so it's like the bank giving you a, a lollipop so that's that was where lolly came from and it is yeah it's people get it like some people hate the name and some people love it there's like a mixed mixed opinion i think it's easy you know the the best names in business are always the ones that are easiest to pronounce easy to spell rolls off the tongue nice and shorter is usually better in names and that's about it but yeah um so Lolly, Lolly is without a doubt the world's leading 
Bitcoin rewards company that gives the customers free Bitcoin when you shop at a thousand plus stores. And we're not talking mom and pa stores. We are talking the biggest stores in the world. Now, this is incredible. And in the, the whole East case of it, you literally download it for free. It pops up on your Chrome browser and it's no different than, I guess it's the Bitcoin version of Honey in some sense. Whereas Honey, you're sort of getting coupons, but with Bitcoin or with Lolly rather, you're actually getting sats back on every single purchase. Before you go into a little bit more of a deep dive on Lolly, I'm so curious in regards to how you ended up getting all of these big dog retailers on board. Like, do you have any funny stories or negotiations about all that? Like, when you first pitched them, they they probably thought you had like four different heads or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's interesting because Alex and the and some of the team came from um, like Rakuten had acquired their last company. And so they had all these connections basically with these retailers. And the, the issue was, was he, he pitched it to them at the time. He was like, you guys should offer Bitcoin back. This was probably back in 2016, 2017. And it just was not at that stage of adoption yet. And, you know, these for Rakuten to offer that. And so also similar to Honey, Honey's coupons, Rakuten's cash back, but same premise on the browser extension. And they just weren't ready for it. And so... Alex was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait around for you guys to finally come around to it. You're still a large company. I'm just going to go build it myself. And so he went off and built it, had a lot of those connections. But yeah, I mean, these, these retailers are huge. We, the day, you know, we launched, we had like Walmart on board, a bunch of these like top, top retailers. And um, it's just continued to grow. There's some people that are still sort of hesitant uh, to offer Bitcoin rewards, but there are some companies that are like, this is so great for our company. It incentivizes people not to shop with Amazon and come to us because it's like, you know, a more, you know, incentivization to come shop at like Dick Sporting Goods or Sephora or whatever it is. And instead of going to like the huge monopoly Amazon. So, um, there's a lot of companies that are super excited about it. And it's amazing to see that transition. Cause when I, you know, I started in this space, it's just, it's just night and day in terms of what people will, will touch anymore. I feel like it's finally getting accepted. And especially over the past six months, I can't even tell you what a difference it's made. And obviously that is a lot to do with the bull market, but it's amazing to see the growth. I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's also inspiring and, and just like exciting at the same time. So are there any objections that the general consumer would have besides the fact that they might not know a bit about Bitcoin or they might be scared of Bitcoin? And like you literally sign up very, very simple. You get the Chrome browser extension, you start shopping and you get free money in the form of Bitcoin. Like it's literally a win-win for everyone on board. Besides the fact of, oh, I'm new to Bitcoin and, and I'm scared of it. What other objections? Like why, why wouldn't anyone want to sign up for this? Um, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it, people just, I think there is this hesitancy of, um, the unknown and a fear of that and just not understanding Bitcoin. But other than that, like, there's, there's not too much. I think people are worried about how do I get it off of Wally? You know, where do I, where do I, you know, store my Bitcoin after this? Can I cash it out? And we make it super simple to cash out. If you want to cash out to your bank, you can do that. So basically like you could even think about it as just like a savings account. You know, if you want to cash it out at any time, like at least it's earning, if you want to call it, you know, or it's appreciating uh, in some way, instead of just getting cash back with Rakuten. Um, the other incentivization, I mean, there we, we're competitive with these affiliate marketing programs, and sometimes Rakuten can offer like slightly a higher percentage on a reward back. But if you think about it, you know, 
your reward's going to appreciate way more than whatever it stabilizes at, you know, when you get it off of like Nike at 5% or if you get a Lolly at 4%, that's just going to go up over time. And a lot of people forget about their wallets and have come back and been like, oh my gosh, like I, I ordered off Postmates like a year ago and now I have like $2,000. I didn't even realize like how this happened to me. You know, it's, those are the really cool stories. Gravy train. I love that. <laughs> Folks and Aubrey, we are going to take a quick break. And I just want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Coin Poker. Coin Poker is the world's premier crypto poker platform. I absolutely love these guys. I am a big poker fan. I'm a lover of Texas Hold'em, a little bit of five card stud. And I do love my sports betting, I must say. Coin Poker is a revolutionary blockchain technology based platform that was developed by an ambitious team of poker players and sports gamblers alike. And CoinPoker uses USDT as the main in-game currency and CHP, which is their token as in-game fuel, instant and secure transactions, payouts in, in USDT, Ethereum, Bitcoin, CHP, you name it. No KYC, absolutely love that. Huge promotions, thousands in giveaways. If you're a poker fan, if you like to bet on sports, and if you're into crypto, it's a no-brainer, give it a shot. And they also have a mobile app. Whenever I'm on the go, I whip out the Coin Poker app and play a couple hands of Texas or bet on some sports. It's an absolute treat. You can find them at coinpoker.com. Again, that's coinpoker.com. I just want to thank our friends and uh, we will see you guys shortly. Let's get back to the show. Aubrey, I have a question. And... I don't know why, but this is this one was just stuck in my head. I was like, okay, someone goes on Lolly, and let's say you're a multi multi millionaire. You got nine figs in the bank. Maybe you got into Bitcoin early. Maybe you're a billionaire, and you're just a Lolly savage. I want to know who is the MVP, like who's the guy who is spending or the lady who's spending millions of dollars on their pets on Chewy and getting you know three to ten percent back Sats, whatever it may be. Is there any person who has like a hundred grand from Lolly in their account? And can you say that? Okay, there are some people who have earned over a Bitcoin first of all, which is wow. crazy. And there's just people who've rigged the system. It's not like rigged, but like they've put their company charges linked to their cars <laughs> and then like bought like mass amounts of paper or printing slip of toner, whatever, like a few years ago. And now I have like, there. there's people who have over, I think there's someone who has over two Bitcoin. I know the last time I checked, it was over one, um, but that was like <laughs> like a year ago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, people like if you gamify the system, this is a, this is the whole like a new economy. It's like you have to kind of work and find out these ways because credit card points were cool for a bit. You can also be getting obviously credit card kickbacks with whatever, you know, I use Chase, get rewards from that. But then you also get rewarded for using a browser extension. Like every purchase you should make should be accruing interest. And I think that's the difference between like, uh, your parents' generation and our generation now is, you know, it was just like checkbooks and like, or I'm going to, you know, fill this out and like, you know, and like, I can't go to the bank on Sunday. It's all, it's just totally shifted. None of that's the same anymore. And it's gamifying the system. You saw that with the um, Reddit short squeeze and like the, these online channels where people are just like pumping and dumping. You see it on TikTok, like FinTalk now, uh, which is happening. I'm not sure if you follow that, but like, um, like literally any coin can get, pumped and dubbed in a day. Yeah, no, that's, I, I completely agree. Let's talk a little bit more about Lolly here. And uh, big congrats to you and the team on the $5 million raise. 
And it's not just about the money, it's who backed you. I feel like in VC now, especially with the money printer being uh, fully, you know, fully torqued at all times, locked and loaded, like, you know, mm-hmm. raising money is one thing, but raising money from people who have a lot of power and who are willing to help you and want to take you to the moon, that's another. And that's exactly what Lolly did. You guys got a raise from a couple big dogs, one of them being Alex, Alexis, excuse me, Opinion, and his wife, Serena Williams, the goat of tennis. That was insane. Uh, I'd love to know, you know, any any cool stories about that. Have you had a chance to meet them? And and just tell me what exactly that's going to do for Lolly in the long term. Yes, I mean, just the best investors you could have really on board. I mean, Serena Williams. Well, I was when I first was in a Google Doc with Serena Williams. I think I had like a a, a mild panic because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in the Go- I'm in a Google Doc with the goat of tennis. Is this happening right now?" Um, but yeah, I think I think Alexis is, you know, he's obviously someone who's had great foresight on a lot of things, being the founder of Reddit and then, you know, investing in Coinbase early. So he sees projects and he understands them. And and I think with Coinbase, you know, that who knew Coinbase was going to be the leader of, you know, exchanges back when he invested, there's a lot of exchanges popping up and there's a lot of exchanges that have fallen by the wayside since then. But um, I think what he saw with Lolly is that not everyone wants to be or associates himself as, you know, I'm an investor, um, but everyone shops. And so that aspect of it is like everyone now can have, because they shop, have the opportunity to be an investor. And really it's just getting the story out there. And he is just a joy to work with. He loves to get the story out there. He's been uh, an absolute like gem in terms of just doing the CNN interview, which aired the other day. And um, we've, we have a few other shows lined up, but he really believes in the mission. He's, he's believed in crypto and Bitcoin specifically for years. And so I think when you have that sort of validation from, you know, key investors, him and Serena, who've, who've really gotten um, behind Lolly, not just because of, you know, it's, it's a great product, but because of the mission of making the, of like spreading the wealth in terms of making um, finance more accessible to all groups. And that is, that is marginalized groups, um, which I think Serena Williams really believes in. And, and specifically she's a person of color and, you know, she's a woman. So I think those things align with her. And then Alexis, you know, he just, she just blew in it out the gate. <laughs> so it's been, it's been great. Perfect fit. Um, I yeah. also saw, I saw Alexis and your CEO, Alex, on CNN a couple of days ago. How's that for a little bump? Yeah, we have so many media opportunities coming in. It's actually really hard because, you know, the, ske- the scheduling for that is tough, but it's, it's exciting. I love to get Lolly on TV, get the, the buzz out there and, um, it's just going to continue to go. Um, you know, I've, I've some more, more opportunities planned. So I'm bigger platforms, even though CNN is great. But like I'm, I'm thinking like today's show, good morning America soon. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see when that happens. We'll have to come back and talk about it. Love that. Um, yeah. you brought up the fact uh, of, of having Serena as a woman and, and being an incredible investor. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I read a stat 30% of Lolly's users are females. Is that true? Yeah. So, um, women shop online more than men. It's a, there's just a larger cohort of shoppers. And so we've been able to, especially maybe like a spokesperson for the company and really get women into the door, get their foot in the door at least. And so I feel really proud of that, about that. And, um, there's, there's a lot of people that have used honey for years or have used Rakuten women 
and they're like, oh, uh, I didn't even know I could get Bitcoin back, you know, for for my purchases and have shifted their shopping habits to come to Lolly. So that's something we're proud of. Um, obviously, you know, Bitcoin doesn't care who uses it, but it primarily is a better currency when both genders adopt, you know, the currency. It'd be weird if just only men were transacting with Bitcoin. So we do need the women in there. And I feel proud that I've been able to get usher in, you know, quite a bit of women. We I did a panel, um, I think it was a week ago, two weeks ago. And I, we basically spoke with a thousand women and taught them about Bitcoin and why they should own it. And I got a ton of messages on LinkedIn from these women saying, you know, I got my first sats, I, I bought a, my first Bitcoin, I bought Ether. And that is so exciting to me uh, just to hear people get excited about this new economy, especially women, and feeling like they didn't have a right to ask in the game or they didn't feel welcome or whatever they're the, the wall was that they were not getting involved and, and them feeling comfortable. And I think making people feel comfortable is something that Lolly does and something that I personally try to do uh, with women. Well said. A uh, couple, I guess one more really question about the the essence of Lolly and then we'll get into rapid fire fun questions. And I, I know you're extremely busy. This has been awesome. Thank you for this, Aubrey. Mm-hmm. About Lolly, are there any plans? You touched on this earlier about people gamifying the system on a corporate level. Again, it's very hard for e-commerce and more so software companies to scale without hitting that B2B sort of you know revenue lever. Are there any plans in the future to, to really pull on that and go business to business? Business to business, um, not immediate plans. We have other plans to... Um, I mean, we're, we are B2C and we have some plans to offer new products and um, that, will, that will incentivize people to either, you know, keep their money with Lolly um, um, and then other sort of rewards based. Uh, I can't, it's hard to talk about it without talking about it because we haven't announced it yet. Reward based incentives. So um, these things are going to be coming probably within the next three months, um, our full mobile app is live. Like I have it on my phone, but it's just going to be fully uh, rolled out during consensus. So, you know, everyone will have full access to shopping online. And that was really the, the biggest lift for our company for a while. We were really working on getting that off the ground, but making it a beautiful app and seamless. And now that that, I mean, I use it mobile all the time. Um, it, it's great. And I think the reason we started with the web extension instead of going to mobile first, uh, having a mobile app is because most people make their like larger purchases or more serious purchases on a desktop or, or a tablet. They're not usually uh, on their phone. Aubrey, another thing that you've done at Lolly that's that's been really admirable is you, you always, you and the team, you 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 guys are incredible at hammering the emojis, the memes, and new marketing channels like Clubhouse. Now on Twitter, all. Lolly, excuse me, has the lollipop emoji in its um, in its handle. I know you do the laser eyes. You just did that. I believe that was last night on Clubhouse. You got Mr. Beast. Like these are not easy feats. Well, the first two are, but the last one is not an easy feat. Start me off by telling a little bit more about the power of emojis and memes in the crypto community. I think people really underplay memes, and it's a huge way of communicating with people. And so as like a head of comms, memes are a form of communication. And and I think bigger companies may laugh at that, but you'll see that there's huge meme accounts that basically try to put their advertisements or marketing into a meme now. And I think that people have kind of, you know, thought that it was just like some internet stuff or like 
the kids doing that. But I, I guarantee you, you will see chief meme officers in the future, um, nailing these like mimetic ideas of, um, you know, the lollipop and, and the color purple that we use, which is the same as the purple, like heart emoji. It's all, it's all, you know, comes together. It's all convergent. And so, um, yeah, just being up to date on what's going on is sort of part of my job to be in the know of what's happening. We did a clubhouse room with, um, you know, the, the NYU girls shoot their shot, which was like 2000, 3000 people in the room talking about Bitcoin, getting involved with the people, like really just meeting the people where we're at. We gave away combined. Um, we gave three people came up. It was, uh, blah, Logan Paul and, um, their intern, they, we gave away almost a full Bitcoin on that channel. And it was like the biggest show that they've done. So that was just that that's a way of, you know, marketing that people probably didn't, you know, think before to do or wouldn't have thought of, but because we're a startup, we can kind of be so scrappy in, in those ways. Very interesting. I love that. And tell me about Mr. Beast. How'd you land him? He's, I think he's the biggest YouTuber on the planet. Yeah. Uh, worked with night media who manages him. And so he's huge. Um, and I think what we look for is influencers because that the influencer creator economy is so big and it is so underplayed, just like memes. Um, I think people still laugh at influencers. And even I did before I went to LA, I didn't understand fully. Like I've always believed in influencer marketing. I do the influencer marketing in our company, but I didn't really fully understand how big the creator economy is until I went to LA. And it, you just see it growing so rapidly and it is the future. These people have, especially for Gen Z, they have a unique audience that will follow them, that will buy their merch. They will download whatever they promote. And it's just a whole different medium of advertising. So um, we've chosen to have a lot of the influencers become investors in our company um, because that makes them more incentivized to promote Lolly and yeah, they're excited to they're excited for about Bitcoin. They want to get involved, so it's kind of like a great marriage of the two. Are you the are you the chief meme officer at Lolly? So we don't have that uh, title yet, uh, or like no one has that. But I guess I would be like self proclaimed chief meme officer um, if there is one, because w- when it comes to like funny memes, they, we have that. Okay, we have a meme Slack, and it's just me thinking like we need to make a meme for this. And then we create memes, but like that's that's not really like a title per se. But maybe I'll add that to my Twitter bio. Couldn't hurt. A couple more rapid fire <laughs> questions, and we will wrap up. And again, thank you for this, Aubrey. This has been awesome. Let's start with Bitcloud. I know you're on Bitcloud. I think your coin is going for in between six and six hundred and fifty dollars. We'll call it six twenty five. Is Bitcloud here to stay or gone? Wow. Um. I think BitCloud is pretty scammy, um, in my opinion. And I, I, it's crazy the backing that they've gotten. It's, it's, I mean, all these VCs are behind it and like the top, top VCs. And it's shocking to me the way they launched it. A lot of people say that it was purposely done that way. Other people are saying, no, it was sort of leaked out that way. But, um, Personally, I, I don't think it's here to stay. I think there's a, 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 the idea, the concept is good, but I don't think how they've um, rolled it out is going to work, in my opinion. But, you know, could be wrong. <laughs> Bitcoin, <laughs> to, Bitcoin to 100K or Ethereum to 5K, what's going to happen first? Oh, uh, sh- 
Um, Ethereum's been on a rip recently, um, but I, I got to go Bitcoin 100K. I'm, I'm, I've I have alts and I've had them since when I you know first got in, but I I don't and I'm not calling Ethereum an alt because I don't really feel like it is, but um, but like sort of become a hardcore Bitcoin maxi because I feel like that's what we got to get off the ground first before anything else. But yeah, I mean, with the NFT space popping off, I don't know. But I'm going to go Bitcoin 100K. Okay, when's that going to happen? Mm, I feel like December, honestly, there's something about Bitcoin in December. It just thrives in the winter. Uh, And there's always some crazy like hockey stick graph. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go November uh, a, a little bit before because that's my birthday month. Hot take, November 2021, Bitcoin 100K. You heard it here. You heard it here. Last question. Miami Bitcoin Conference, which is happening beginning of June. Are you going and on a scale of 1 to 10, how bananas are those after parties? Oh my God. I'm actually like kind of freaking out for Miami because it's going to be insane. Um, And I don't know how to physically or spiritually or mentally prepare for that. But yeah, it's going to be... I th- I I'm I cringe a little bit wondering what the headlines are going to be because you know the media is going to just rip through it and be like Bitcoiners overtake Miami like it's going to be a whole thing in the news cycle and so um, but I'm excited for it I'm excited to meet a lot of friends that I've only known online um, and see them in real life so I think it'll be a good time and hopefully be safe and uh, yeah hit me up if you're in Miami and hopefully we can meet up and. And anyone listening to this would love to see you at the conference. I, I think I'm speaking. I'm doing one speaking thing, and Alex will be speaking, so it should be fun. And and after parties, one to ten, how bananas? Uh, one to ten, uh, an absolute fifteen. Like there's no other. <laughs> there's no like everyone knows it. I, I'm actually I'm I am scared for it. I hope my liver like makes it. Well, you have a bunch of people who have you know ten, fifteen, twenty x their net worth in the last what fifteen months, kind of thing. Um, and everyone's months. been caged inside, yes. and they've yeah, and their, their net worth is up. They're going to be spending money. Like I mean, it's uh, I'm I'm excited but scared. I don't know. Love, <laughs> love that. Second last question: If okay. you if you were a gambling woman, who would you put all your money on in regards to who is Satoshi? Ooh, I've had this conversation very recently, and I don't think it's okay. First, it's, well, first of all, it's not Craig Ray. It's not. Hal Finney, even though there's that rumor, I think Satoshi is dead, um, in my opinion. And I don't have a particular person that I want to like publicly say, but I, I've heard some rumors of who it could be. And I feel like that's probably who it is, but I'm not going to like, I don't want to throw it out in the podcast and get quoted. You'll, you'll save it for the observation. But. I'll save it for, yeah, I got to save the like, good content for the observation. You can come on the observation and, I'll, and we'll like do the same thing. Maybe we'll talk about it then. Love that. Aubrey, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for jumping on. And uh, everyone in this space really appreciates what you're doing. You're, you're paving the way. Uh, Lolly's tearing it up, fresh off the five mil raise and extremely bright future ahead. Before you leave us, please let our guests know where they can find you on Twitter or on Twitter, socials, you name it, and Lolly. Yes. And thank you so much, Matt, for having me on. That's so, that's so sweet. Um, Aubrey Strobel on everything, also on BitCloud, but don't follow me there. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, and then Lolly, lolly.com. Sign up if you haven't already. It'd be ridiculous if you were not getting free Bitcoin back on your shopping. 
and um, at Trilolly and then at Lolly on Instagram, at Trilolly on Twitter. So follow us on all those channels. And yeah, this was great. Thank you so, so much for having me on. Aubrey, thanks again. Really appreciate it. And definitely we'll have you on in round two. Hopefully I will also be able to meet you in a month or so at the conference in Miami. Folks, this was Aubrey Strobel tearing up the crypto news podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world if you could subscribe. We are on all major podcast platforms. If you want to learn more about us, you can hit us up on social. It's Crypto News on just about everything. And our website is CryptoNews.com. Special thanks to the team. Couldn't do this without you. Eustace, you saved the day again. Our amazing sound editor. Folks, hope you had a blast and we will see you in a couple days. Thanks again and all the best. Bye-bye.